to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kalen. How are you guys doing today? I am doing pretty good. So uh, for the last about week now, um, I have been doing something that I told myself that I wanted to do months ago, maybe even a year ago. So um, on Disney Plus, if you guys have that, uh, they have, if you go over to their Marvel section, they have all their Marvel movies. I'm not going to say all of them. Majority of them. So, uh, they don't have Venom or, or Spider-Man. Or any of the X-Men or Deadpool. But So, they've got the, the Avengers series on there. And so, they have them, um, if, you, if you scroll down a little bit. They have them um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universal order. So you start with Captain America and you go from them. So what I've all the movies that I've seen so far, which this tells you like I've had quite a bit of time on my hands, but I also haven't been sleeping all that great. So then I'll just watch movies as soon as I wake up. So far I've seen Captain America, there's a short went Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, I think there was another short, Thor, Avengers, another short, I want to say it was Thor Dark World, and then maybe... Okay, so these are all the movies that I've seen so far that I know. I'm going to take the shorts out of it. So I know that I've seen Captain America, Captain Marvel, Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, Thor, Thor, Dark World, Avengers, Captain America, Winter Soldier. I think those are all the ones that I've seen so far. So I still have like 20 more to go. Because um, I know next is Guardians of the Galaxy, which I really like that one. I'm... I've heard that they're supposed to be a Guardians of the Galaxy 3, so we'll see if there actually is one. Um, I don't know. So I'm excited. Another movie that I want to watch that I have not seen that I do want to see is Venom. You know, when it first came out, I didn't understand what it was. So I kind of just like, ah, no, I'll... No. But now that I somewhat understand what it's about. I do want to watch it. So I just got to find a way to watch it. I don't know if it's on any sort of stream. Ooh, I think I know a streaming service that might be on. My brother gave me his HBO Max information. Um, but speaking of HBO Max on there, I've been watching the BBC show Ghosts. So that the title of that show might sound um, 
familiar to some of you. Uh, that is because CBS has a version of their show. It is a spinoff of the BBC version, kind of how um, The Office is a spinoff from the BBC version of that. I think it's a BBC version. I don't know if The Office was BBC or not. I know that it was a British show. Actually, I don't know if Ghost is BBC as well. I don't know. I they're both the Ghost that I'm watching is a, a British show. And then I've also every Sunday I watch the new season of Tournament of Champions and holy shit. Uh, that, I feel like that's all I can say is holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. So I, I, you know, with the Marvel movies, I'm I've seen, I feel like I've seen all of them. I, no, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen majority of them. Two of the movies I've actually seen on dates. Both did not end well, so maybe seeing any Marvel movie is not supposed to be a date movie. And I have to say, you know, I like the first Iron Man movie. Iron Man 2 was okay. Didn't exactly care for Iron Man 3. It was okay. It was good. Uh, it, uh, I, I, I could have done without it. But it was in, or it was in the order of how I'd watch it. So I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that I haven't seen and I put yeah there's a couple I asked this question to friends and co-workers I asked them if you could be any Marvel superhero who would you be and you know you have a ton of Marvel characters to look at you can look at the Avengers you can also look at the X-Men I have to say if I were to pick someone from the X-Men side of Marvel, I think I think I would choose Jean Grey slash Dark Phoenix. And I think that's because she has... Okay, so if you've never seen the X-Men movies, um, and, and you know like the bare minimum, Jean Grey, she has this power that is super fucking powerful but but she holds herself back she she doesn't show her full potential because we actually see in x3 what her full potential is and it's terrifying knowing what she can do with when with finally unleashing herself it's it's terrifying and I like that she is a controlled person and I like that um if I were to choose anyone else out of out of all of them I would probably choose oh god um oh who's the girl from Deadpool shit I don't have my phone on me um She's the one who just, like, doesn't give a shit. Like, teenage mutant warhead, something like that. Um, I would, I would be her now for the Marvel side. 
Marvel side, Marvel side. I would have to choose one of two people. So, it'd either be Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel is a total fucking badass, or Pepper Potts. Now, you might be thinking, why Pepper Potts? She is the assistant to Tony Stark. But if you've seen Endgame, then you know how badass she can be. Plus, she can keep a make. Let's see if I can pronounce this word correctly. Maglio, make, make. She can keep Tony Stark in check. Um, I think you know what word I'm trying to say, but you know, apparently my mouth does not want to say it in in megalomaniac haha i think that was the correct way to say it but we'll go with it um yeah. i think it would have to be those two for sure um yeah so we are going to get into our book now so the football season is going great but sometime around like the middle of the season kendall feels lonely and you know she's so used to once her and the guys started to have their relationship they were always by each other they were they they never left each other's side so now she's spending a a lot of time without them and a lot of some weekends not with them at all either because of away games and with her spending so much time of on her own she kind of Feel her depression coming back, that loneliness, that little nugget of negativity that always talks to you. She starts to feel that come back. And it doesn't really help anything that she thinks that there is a ghost in the house because she's noticing little things being moved and whatnot. And, and you know, it's possible. We have things here at my house where you'll see them and then they'll be someplace else. And you're just like, I'm the only one home. So we, things like that do happen. And and for her, um, how she's, she's just noticing little things have been moved. Doors that were open um, when she left are now closed. And lights that were on were now turned off. So this is weird for her. For Halloween, they're invited to a frat party. And they all go in matching outfits. Now, Kendall had said something um, like weeks or months prior about kilts. And so I think it was Tegan who was in charge of getting the the uh, um the costume or yeah the costumes and so he gets them all kilts now the guys are all going shirtless and kendall is wearing a barely there shirt and kilt which i don't think hers will necessarily be a kilt i think it's more of a skirt but it matches them and i believe tegan is the only one who is um going commando with it because he wants the full experience of a kilt now i don't it i don't 
I've always heard this. And I, I have no idea if it's if it's really true. Is it so? Um, is it true that guys, some a lot wearing a kilt don't wear underwear? I would be like so afraid of like I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know how anything with the male anatomy works. I don't know if you have to like if guys have to certain like sit a certain way so that like they, they don't like squish their balls. I don't know. I don't know this. I, I don't have that equipment. And and I I've tried to have a conversation with some with guy friends of mine about this and they're just like, "What?" I was like, "It it's it's a question." something that I just want to know and you know that gives you some really um weird looks while she's at the party she goes to the bathroom and while she's heading there she overhears um four seniority sorority girls talking about her guys and how they're going to go home with them and they don't care if they have if they have a girlfriend don't you hate people like that like they know like they know that the person that they find attractive is in a relationship but then they don't care that that to me is annoying so she goes around she finds the guys because she sees all the girls are around them and all of them push the girls away except for tegan now, one of the girls came up and she had her hands full and she, it seemed like, according to Tegan, she had asked, can you help me just put the strap up on, on my costume? So he does that, but she ends up putting her hand on his leg and he doesn't push it off. Now, Tegan is a nice guy. He is. But I can see it from Kendall's perspective of how she had overheard this and then Tegan allowing it of how, you know, maybe he's tired of sharing. Maybe he wants something for just himself. And, you know, it, it hurts. All of a sudden, I hear someone trying to get into the house I hear like I hear someone at my back door and I'm just like okay it's 11 11 30 at night as far as I know no one's coming home and I am and in order for me to get to my kitchen I have to walk past the back door so I got nothing except for my dog who, as soon as she sees another person, she's just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, another person, love me, love me. Like, worst, like, guard dog ever. And, uh, I'm freaking out on the inside because I got nothing from no one. And then all of a sudden, my brother walks in. And I'm just like, why didn't you text me saying you were coming home? Like, this, like, 
information like this is something that I would like to know so that I don't start freaking out for no reason and then calling the cops on my own fucking family because I think someone's breaking into my house. So with Kendall with finding the door jar, this reminds her of the attack that happened to her and Goose when um, at the trailer. And I, th- I think I glossed over that last book or last episode. So she calls the guys, they come with the cops and as far as I can tell, nothing's been taken. But Maverick is going to call the people that own the house and tell them what happened and ask to get a security system in place. Now, the cops are telling them that they're going to leave an empty patrol car in front of their house, but they're also going to do a couple extra patrols around their neighborhood. But the the one thing that I don't like in, in this whole scenario that happened was um, the cops were just like, well, are you sure that uh, you shut the door all the way? Are you sure that you locked it? I'm sorry. Are you saying that, okay, so Kendall is, if I can remember correctly, she is like a, fuck, I don't even know. She might be, I have like blondish hair or something. I don't know. But, but just the insinuation of like saying, oh, are you sure you did this? You're a woman. You could have forgot. Fuck you. Like, seriously, fuck you. Like, I have a terrible memory when it comes to shit. But I still remember to shut and lock my door. That is something that has been drilled into my head since I was a child. It doesn't matter if you live in one of the safest neighborhoods. You always lock and shut your door. Shut it, then lock it. Because you don't know about the people around you. That's a thing. Like, society's turned to shit it seems like and you know there were times in the past where people did they leave they left their 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 doors unlocked they left windows open i'm terrified like i will leave a window open during the day but at night or if i'm going to leave to go anywhere i I have that compulsion. I need to shut the window because I, yes, I live in a very safe town. I live in a very safe neighborhood. I'm still terrified. I I woke up one day because I had to go to work like super early in the morning to find that my front door or my back door was not locked. It was shut, was not locked. And I freaked out because I'm thinking anyone could have came in. Anyone could have tried the door and they could have came in and God knows what would have happened. So they're able to get a system into their house and it's got cameras on the outside as well as the inside of the house. The guys have realized that with everything going on with football, school, everything else, that they haven't made a lot of time for Kendall. So something that they're going to do is that they are going to take her on one-on-one dates and also on 
on group dates. Maverick takes her on a one-on-one date first. Um, actually, no, time out. Before that happens, um, there's a fair in town that all they, that they all take her to. And while at the fair, she realizes Lucas is afraid of heights, and she never she never knew that. She realizes she doesn't know what these guys are afraid of. She doesn't know. Like, like she goes, they know more about me than I know about them. Like, I, I haven't been a good, a good girlfriend to really get to know them. So she goes on the Ferris wheel with Goose, and Goose tells her what he's afraid of. And he's afraid that he's going to turn into his father. Now, Goose's father is an abusive alcoholic. And he had blamed Goose for his mother leaving. Goose also thinks that his father has started another family, and that's why he's never home. The one-on-one dates, Maverick takes her on a boat tour to go dolphin watching. And she goes, we need to get a boat of our own. So that she, and and she makes him a deal. Like, we get a boat, you get to pick what bikini I'm going to wear. And he's just like, done deal. Tegan takes her. Maybe it was Lucas. Fuck. It was Tegan or Lucas. I might have did this wrong. I think it's Tegan. Um, he took her to a club that was having a salsa night. So they're salsa dancing. They're doing all this. And um, after a couple hours, they go home. They start to have sex in the car. Um, once they park it. Um, but before they really get into it, they notice a car with car coming their way, and they're just like, "Let's continue this inside." I can't remember what the other guys do. Um, so a couple weeks go by, and she comes home to find an envelope taped to her door. She goes inside, she opens it, and she finds pictures of her and the guys together. Some of them are somewhat innocent photos. Basically, her what I, what I mean by innocent is it's her and the guys just walking around. Nothing. Nothing but, like, going to grocery stores hanging out um stuff like that but she comes up with pictures of her and Tegan in the car and she's just like who like she's freaking out at this point someone's taking pictures of her she doesn't know if she's a target if the guys are the target like she she has no idea But someone had taken pictures of something so goddamn fucking private that she doesn't know what to do. 
and the guys come home and and they see her freaking out they see the pictures and tegan is so pissed and and he asks a question but the way that he phrases it makes it seem like he's blaming Kendall for this happening, which is bull fucking shit. The guys start thinking maybe it isn't the sorority girls that are doing this. Maybe Kendall has a stalker, which is terrifying. So they call the cops. The cops come over. They try doing, finding fingerprints on it, but they don't find any fingerprints that don't belong to her or the guys. So we're finally at the last football game of the season. And during the game, Goose is hit hard by two defensive players and both are coming at different angles. And they hit him, as far as I can tell, they hit him on one on the upper body, one on the lower body. But... When he is hit and when his body is twisted a certain way, he gets injured. The injury is a dislocated knee and three torn ligaments. This brings an end to his football career. While he's in the hospital after surgery, his father comes. And his father is a fucking asshole. Because his father is giving Goose shit and telling him that he sold the house, that he moved all of Goose's stuff into storage. He sold off all this mother stuff. And and it's just like, well, you weren't planning on going back there anyway, so why pay on it when nothing was going to happen to it? I, this guy, God, you... There are certain characters that you just want to to punch. This is one of them. Because you're just like, how much do you hate your life or your son to do this? And Goose already, due to this injury, is not in a good mental place. And he pushes Kendall away. And a couple weeks after getting out of the hospital, they realize he's been going out at night. That he is drinking constantly. And it's not said in the book. But during this time, my worst fear is that while Goose is drinking and intoxicated, that he's with other girls. That he's cheating on on Kendall, but is so drunk doesn't realize it's not her or something. In the beginning, Goose comes around for dinner and and stays at the house, but doesn't do anything with them. And fi- and after a while, he just stops coming all together. Kendall asks the guys about this, but they're just like, "Oh, we'll we'll take care of it. We're taking care of everything," and it doesn't seem like it. Tegan is at the weight room and uh, Maverick's in her lap. Now, Lucas is supposed to pick Tegan up, but Goose calls and asks Tegan for, to, asks Tegan to come, or asks Lucas to come pick him up. So Kendall goes to pick up 
Tegan. Now, she gets there and she goes, oh, I'll text him first. She goes, no, no, I'm going to surprise him. So she walks in and she ends up getting the surprise. When she walks in there, she sees Tegan talking to a girl. And it looks harmless at first. And the girl kisses Tegan. It doesn't seem like he kisses her back, but he also doesn't push her away. Now, Kendall starts to back up. She knocks into something. She makes a noise. Tegan looks up, sees her, but she runs to the car. She gets in and drives before Tegan can get to her. And with everything else that has been going on, this is just one pile of shit on the next pile of shit on the next pile of shit that is just piling up on Kendall. She gets back to the house and she finds Goose there with bruises on his face. Maverick comes in, comes home the same time that Tegan does. And it's Tegan's trying to explain. Now, since Goose got hurt, there's so much tension between all of them. Goose may have brought the bomb in, but Tegan's the one who lit the match and Kendall goes off on him. Is it okay? No, no, it's not okay. It's not okay for any of them to go off on on each other. There's Yes, there's a lot of tension going on between everyone, but you're not supposed to take your anger out on someone you love. You're not supposed to. She goes, maybe you want to find someone new. It's not like you were pushing that girl away. Tegan is angry, and he's just like, well, I didn't even know it was you that was picking, picking me up. Now, that sounds really fucking bad because that makes you think what were you doing when I wasn't the one that was picking you up were there other girls that you if you knew someone else was picking you up were were there other girls like like those just the way that he phrased that you have all these things going on in your head because the with the way he says it he sounds it sounds like it's a daily occurrence that he's letting other girls kiss him. And he goes on to say, you know, everything turned to shit once Goose turned his back on them. And 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 that maybe now Maverick will get what he wants, which is Kendall all to himself. And so Kendall looks at Maverick and cuz she didn't know that Maverick okay, Kendall knew that Maverick wasn't the greatest at sharing things. But she never knew it was to this extent. And when he doesn't say anything, I mean, that is another nail in the coffin. Goose is just like, I don't want to be pulled into your, into this shit. And he leaves. Tegan and Maverick take off too. Lucas is the only one left. And she knows that spring break is coming up. And they had all decided that they're going to go somewhere together. But she tells them, it's just gonna, it should be just you and the guys. Work on your guys' relationship, and then we'll figure out from there. And he's just like, please don't take this time to push us away further. And her, in her mind, she's just like, I've already pushed you guys to the brink. You guys are already fighting yourself. You guys have been friends for years. And, you know... 
I'm not going to come between that. If it's going to be your friendship or our relationship, she's just like, I'd rather our relationship be the one that fall than your guys' friendship. Lucas tells her that with everything that's been going on, she isn't going to be there alone. So both Kylie and Lincoln, Riley, fuck Riley, Riley and Lincoln are going to come stay with her. Now, Riley has some sort of relationship going on with Logan. There's a five-year age difference between them. But between them... um, um, Nope. Lincoln is back to school um, and after taking some time off. um, So, I might have talked about what happened with them but I don't remember so Lincoln originally went to school and he fell in love with this guy now Lincoln is bi um and after a couple months the guy's just like oh I'm in love with you my girlfriend's also in love with you I'm just like wait wait time out what do you mean girlfriend So the guy's just like, well, I have a girlfriend. I've told her all about you. She's okay with this relationship. We want you to join us so that we can have this big relationship. So Lincoln breaks it off with him, leaves school, and just kind of gets himself together. And now he's got himself together. He's back at school, but he's not talking to this guy. Lincoln can only stay for the weekend, and a few days after that, Riley gets a call from Logan, and he's telling her that he hurt himself. Um, at work, he got hit in the head. He has stitches, and so he's just like, can you please come take care of me? So she goes. And this leaves Kendall by herself for a couple of days before the guys get home. The next night... She's asleep and she's woken up by hearing someone walking around. She finds that all the power in the house is out. She has a bat in her hands for protection and she's going to use that. And she does. She uses it when someone tries to grab her. Um, But after and, and there's a struggle. She's able to get a few good hits in, but she is ultimately knocked unconscious from a blow to the head. She wakes up in the trunk of a car, which turns out to be her own. And now she's let out of the trunk and soon faced with a guy who kidnapped her, who looks familiar, but she can't place him. Soon another guy on a motorcycle comes in. And she knows who this guy is. It's her dad, Leroy. He's just like, yeah, I got out of prison for good behavior. Your mom took the fall for a crime. So here I am. And I'm here to get the money that the old man left for you. So we find out that, you know, She's not Leroy's actual daughter. Her, she finds out that her father is dead. 
that once he had found out that her mom was pregnant, he was then killed. The guy who kidnapped her, Nick, is actually Leroy's biological son. And since he's still married to Kendall's mom, or since Leroy is still married to Kendall's mom, if and when Kendall dies, all the money that her gramps had left her will go to him. Because on paper, he is still the next of kin. She tries to make a run for it, but is shot once in the shoulder and once in the abdomen. Nick gets her, throws her in the car, and gets the car to drive off the off of a cliff. The car is ultimately caught by trees, but she is losing blood at a fast pace. She passes out with the guys being the last thing that she's thinking about. For the past two days, the guys have been trying to get a hold of Kendall, but all their calls are going straight to voicemail. When they call Riley, she's just like, I had to leave early and I haven't been able to get a hold of her either. Because she thought maybe Kendall was mad at her for leaving early. Maverick looks through the security footage and finds the video of a unconscious Kendall being carried out of the house by an unknown man. So they get into the cars. They call the cops and they drive. Lu- with Lucas on the road or uh, on the on the phone with the detectives, um, he finds out that there were bystanders that had seen a girl on a Malibu being driven off a cliff. Kendall wakes up and she's at the hospital and she has all the guys around her. Um, And after a breathing tube is taken out, she tells the doctor what she remembers, but she leaves out some details because it's details she doesn't believe the doctor needs to know, but the cops do need to know. So when she, when the cops come, she tells them everything, every single detail. And while she's telling this more in depth, and the guys have heard both versions so far, you see them become more and more agitated because of everything that she's talking about, of what she went through. But the police tell her that both of her assailants were caught and are in custody. So she can breathe a little easier. After being released from the hospital, she and the guys, they go down to the police station because she has to formally ID both of them so then charges can finally be pressed against them. And while... While Nick and, Re- and and Leroy are being taken out of the lineup and into the hallway, 
the guys rush them and start just wailing on them. And so, and after they're being pulled apart, the guys are just like, hands up, like, sorry. And Leroy's just like, oh, when the press charges and the cops are just like, I didn't see anything. Did you see anything? And they're just like, no, no, nothing ever happened. Just, you guys just fell down. So Leroy is uh, yelling about police brutality and, and, and injustice of it all. When, when you think really hard on why he's in handcuffs. After months of recovering, Kendall decides that she is going to finish her schooling online. And because of this injury, Goose is no longer playing football. The God rest the guys are. And for summer break, they go back home and they're staying at Lucas's parents' place. The guys take Kendall to a house. It's a house that they bought. And while inside the house, they propose to Kendall. They can they tell her if she wants to have a long engagement, they can have a long engagement. If they want to have a short engagement, or if she wants to have a short engagement, they can have a short engagement. It's up to her. There's only one answer she can give them. And that is yes. <clears throat> and that is the end of the book. So one of the things that I like about this book is you get into very deep and personal things and and when I say that I mean Goose. Goose gets injured. He's already not handling it mentally. And then with his dad coming in and, and just piling more shit on him he copes the only way that he can and that is with drinking now I will say this myself personally um when at a very low point in my life and my depression was terrible I I made a deal with myself my deal was I would not drink during the week. But on the weekends where I didn't have to work, it was free game. So for me, on any given Saturday night, and this was every Saturday night for three, four months maybe before... I finally came to, I don't know if I want to say my senses or, or once I really realized what I was doing to myself, but I said every Saturday night for about four months, I would go th- and drink a half a bottle of vodka. And, you know, I thought I was doing fine. I thought that, I thought, you know, I'm just numbing the pain. I am just numbing myself right now so I can get through the week. I thought I was okay doing that. I had overheard 
um, a family member who knew I was doing this. I overheard her say that, you know, her seeing me go through this was sad. That I was doing this to myself every single weekend. I know it 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 hits home. It it hits you and then you're just like there are other ways that I could go about this. And knowing that Goose was doing the same thing to numb his own pain to 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 have that be the only way that he could cope it's understandable for a lot of people we also get to see just how just how fragile their relationship along with any relationship can be because we see them go through this hard difficult time now in a lot of books that i have read they'll go through a little bit of a difficult time it'll last for two three days and then they're just like oh i'm so sorry they make up no this goes on for months you you get to see how all of them devolve over this time and then all of them come to their senses being just like what have we done this this series has this has this ability to make you actually to have you actually put yourselves in any of these characters and be just like I relate to that I understand that I've been through something similar to that I don't know if this was the intention of of Brandy when she wrote the wrote the series I don't know but it's what makes this series so great you've got five people who aren't trying to be anything but themselves who are struggling like every other person who has de- who have demons that they're trying to trying to overcome and just that just working and going through it it's so good um i'm gonna stop here for today um we've got our third and final book next week and then we'll be picking our new series so if you guys want to find me on social media you guys can do that at uh, not your normal books podcast at both 
Instagram and Twitter. You can also email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Any um, book suggestion, thoughts, feelings, questions, anything that you find in any of these stories that is relatable to your own life and and you want to share, go right ahead. Um, also, please rate, subscribe, and review. Every little bit helps other people find this podcast. So that is it, and I will see you guys all next week.